I figured you like, a, a perfect meme right now would be like the scene from Mean Girls and says, you don't even belong here or you don't even go here. You're not part of the club. Is, is that what you'd have said to Jillian if she was like, if she, if uh, you were at the theater with us? What is she doing here? She doesn't go here. <laughs> <laughs> there was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could fight the battles. That they never could. that you're right, yet to fail all the same. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny still arrives. Evacuate the city. Engage all defenses. And get this man a shield. Fun isn't something one considers when balancing the universe. But this <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Welcome to the special edition of the 2OC, Avengers Infinity War, part one. I'm Al Flores. It's not part one. Anton Duong. Okay, on the schedule, this is part one. On the schedule before they changed it was part one. But the, the one that comes after this is still part two. It's not part two. It, they just have a different name for it. It's just untitled. Avengers movie now. I, I will show you their schedule that says Avengers Part 2. Anyways. <laughs> no, no, no. no. The, the picture was the when they first announced it, and then they scrapped the um, the Part 1 and Part 2 because originally that was the original title, but they wanted to uh, make it a separate movie, so they stopped calling it Part 1 and Part 2. There's okay, a whole well, article on that. Okay, well, okay. Do you want to start with that first? About the whole... Does it more, does it make more sense why they would not they refuse to announce what the second or what the next Avengers movie is going to be called? Because Seeing... the, because the next one the 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 actual title that they're going to release very soon mm-hmm. is going to spoil the whole entire movie on uh, on this one. I know, but after seeing this movie, does that make sense to you now? Yeah, it totally makes sense to me now. Um, yeah. we were expecting okay, just flood out the gates right now is a huge spoiler which we're already in the spoiler area everybody almost dies in this movie probably half to well 60 to 70 percent of the characters die in this movie uh half and and we'll go into that scene after but yeah half the people die yeah so uh, i think <laughs> that that that's probably why i think the the title for the next movie is going to be a big spoiler because i think it has something to do with that avengers resurrection <laughs> I don't think it's resurrection, but uh, uh, no. So the the funny thing is, we always joke when we go into spoilers, like, all right, spoilers, everybody dies. In this case, almost everybody dies. <laughs> yeah, almost everybody dies. <laughs> like, and no, it's so weird. Like we don't really understand the whole thing. But uh, anyway, let's start 
from the very beginning and we'll get to that part cool so overall this is such an amazing movie just you know being in the audience with a whole lot of people who are seeing this for the very first time it felt like a really big fan moment for this series oh my god did you feel the same way yes dude and that's one thing that like uh, and I mentioned this in the, in the previous episode. I went to go see this with my friend Juliet. She, I guess, this is like the first time she's been in a movie theater with the hardcore fans. I think that's the best way to have someone experience something is to have it experienced with a hardcore fan base being there. Because you get the whole entire moment where, you know, people, sometimes when you react to something, you don't react it to the same way other people would react to it. And sometimes you might miss a thing or two, but then when you see someone else react to it, you're like, huh, that might be important. And then when you really think about it, or you kind of get that reference from somewhere else, you're like, oh, I get that. And you kind of get that really cool fan moment that you can't really get when you're watching it by yourself. Or it's a bonding moment too. because mm-hmm. and, and that's what happened when I friend it. Because like, there's times where especially at the beginning, they introduced uh, the characters, whatever. People, every time a new character popped up, people started clapping and cheering or whatever. Yeah. And then my friend Julie, she's like, oh my God, are they serious? Are they really clapping? And there was a point where, I think it was a Thor scene, he popped up. She, like, without thinking, started clapping, like, because she's like, oh my God, Thor, like, uh, Hemsworth, Hemsworth. And then, she, and then she realized other people were clapping too. And that's when I told her, Welcome to the Marvel Geek Club. <laughs> and like that's, I think nice. that's when it clicked for her. Like, oh, it's legit excitement. Like, so she didn't feel that off. It's almost like being at Disney in your Disney attire. You're not mm-hmm. weird for wearing your no. ears. You're just you're, you're enjoying yourself. Yeah, you're like any other person there. You're, you know, you're part of the club. Yeah, you're home. <laughs> you're Ohana. <laughs> oh. <laughs> your family. Yeah, uh, Fast and Furious too. Okay, so let's get into the movie. Let's get into the very first part of this movie, which is the part where they introduce the scene that takes place right after Thor Ragnarok. And this is the reason why I think people should watch all of the previous movies is because if they haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, they're not going to understand what the hell is going on in space why is Thor only having one eye? And a bunch of other things too. Which, uh, yes, it would make people want to go back and watch what happened. Right. But uh, I think it's just a better way of watching and understanding things is to watch things in sequential order as it should be watched. Just like watching Star Wars. So... Well, time out. Are you talking about... For Star Wars, are you talking about the chronological timeline or the film release timeline? Um. Uh, okay, I'm I'm for the film release timeline and also the canon timeline. Okay. Or, or or the machete order is what they call it. Oh yeah, you're right. I, was, I, I couldn't remember the term, but yeah. see that that's part of it too. I think for the most part these movies are independent. Uh, if you go into this movie, at least that opening scene, even if you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, it's still a really gruesome scene. Just seeing how much destruction how many dead bodies there are yeah if you saw thor ragnarok and spoilers if you haven't seen thor ragnarok this is the last of the asgardians <laughs> uh, that half, just got... half half of the asgardians yeah because uh, there was a scene where he mentioned that it was only half so i don't know where the other half is okay so i miss i i might, I might have not heard that part but yeah. either way like that's still the last of a people that got just wiped out yeah that's true and it's pretty sad to see it too, but also I think that's the reason why Thanos has to, you know, make this presence, is because like you know that all of these things that it's happening has to make him look like he's really powerful, and I think that's the only way that you know we can see that he is this, he's that villain, well, he's that mean, really crazy bad villain. Well, to put it in context, and I I love that that they chose this scene to do this. He wiped out an, an entire ship full of what humans would consider gods. Mm-hmm. 
Like that, like like how freaking in depth is that? Uh, and also, there's an epic battle here, a mini battle. Yep. With uh, this green monster called the Hulk. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, you know Thanos's uh, men were kind of threatening Loki, and um, well, sorry, I'm burping here. I'm I'm having some Voss water. What are you having? Uh, I'm having Samuel Adams Cold Snap. Uh, white okay. ale with spices. It's from our movie draft. Okay, nice. All right, so you know uh, Thanos's guys are threatening Loki and Thor, and then Loki kind of replies by saying, "But we have a Hulk," you know, which is a reference to the original, orig- uh, the first Avengers movie, mm-hmm. where they said like, you know, your your armies have fallen, your heroes are scattered, you know, what do you have? And that's when Tony says. We have a Hulk, and then Hulk just starts destroying him. I know. That's such a good throwback. Love that line. Well, especially since he's the one delivering it, since he's <laughs> the one that received it the first time. Yeah, and the, the another throwback is how Thanos basically slams puny little Hulk. And that's the thing. Like we've it's seen... the same yeah, it's the same way that Loki got slammed. Yeah, he just got thrashed, especially after seeing that, you know, in Thor Ragnarok, the Hulk was the champion that nobody could defeat him. And Thor made, I mean, uh, Thanos made short work of him. Yeah. Another reason why I think people should watch the movie before they watch this one. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I love that it's bugging you so much. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I figured you like, a, a perfect meme right now would be like the scene from Mean Girls. It says, you don't even belong here or you don't even go here. You're not part of the club. Is, is that what you'd have said to Juliet if she was like, if she, if uh, you were at the theater with us? What is she doing here? She doesn't go here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like, uh, uh, you're not part of the Dollar Shave Club. That too. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, this week, we're sponsored by Dollar. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. Uh, that, that was a good throwback to the original podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this scene also very very big because it's uh the first not just the first deaths but the first major deaths that we see in the movie. Yeah. Uh we see uh Idris Elba's character uh Heimdall killed very very tragically. Yeah. And, and uh, I think a lot of people really cared about his character too because he's so cool. You know, he's always doing the right thing. Yeah, like he's very, he's a strong male character. You, you can, in, in the movie, they reference Heimdall as uh, Thor's best friend. Yeah. But I I think to some extent, he was kind of a father figure. Yeah. The way he was portrayed in the, in the movies. He's kind of like a, a cool uncle that you, you yeah, see. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, uncle. Perfect. That's a good one. Yeah, so it's, did the audience go, oh no, when he got stabbed? I th- there was a lot of gasp, and I think that was everybody's taste of what the hell are we gonna are we in for? Yeah, I, I that that first death was like, oh okay. I mean, that's fine. I mean, we loved him as a character, but he was he was never a main character. Yeah, he was an, a main character, so that's fine, right? And then we see Loki getting killed, and it's like, all right, shit's getting real now. Yeah, and uh, dude, Loki just. Not a very ceremonial ceremonial death for Loki. Yeah, and I guess he really, you know, proved to Thor that, you know, he really does have a good side. Yes, because he, he died attempting to kill Thanos. Yeah, same thing in Ragnarok, too. Like, he really tried, and then he tried to, you know, not, but then this time he really tried. Well, that's the thing. Uh, and Loki's always been those characters that he would do something good. But then, in the background, he did something worse or, or balanced himself out in some way. In yeah. this case, he did something good and never got a chance to do something bad. Yeah, and plus, uh, Loki in the past was really bad. And he was pretty a really good villain for quite some time. And, you know, this time we really get to see Thanos really took the throne. Yeah. Yeah. So, the first two deaths right there, right then and there. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, move ahead to the scene where Pepper and Tony kind of uh, in the park going, hey, what's our futures going to be like? 
Oh yeah, that's when they're teasing, you know, and this this is kind of I think they just did it to establish a more more of a heavy heavy tone mm-hmm. to the sacrifice that Tony would be making. But yeah, it's is it me or does Gwyneth Paltrow annoy annoy you too, or is it just me? I don't know. I think she's I, charming. I mean her her character her her character Pepper more specifically. Sorry. I don't. I think she's supportive, but she's also, you know, she gotta be more realistic too. You know, this is their relationship. Uh, I find it a little bit annoying, but I guess that's just the character. Um, but also, this when we first get to see Tony's new uh, hardware. Yeah, the new Iron Man sports wind jacket suit. Yeah, the jogging suit. That's what I'm <laughs> about. That's what I call it. Yeah, but it, it comes in handy because it yeah. actually it constricts and becomes a bodysuit. For when he does his bleeding edge armor. Yeah, it's so, so badass. Well, because now he's evolved to nanites. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's he's gone from portable briefcase with a suit to full, like, just nanites. Which I think was kind of a, a cheap thing to do. But, alright. Like, pretty much his suit can do anything at that point. Yeah, it's kind of cool because uh, it kind of reminds you of someone like... Um... It kind of reminds me of Astro Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does, and it also reminds me of Green Lantern mm-hmm. because he's able to morph anything he wants with his ring. So in this case, you know, with nanomites. I mean, at one point he turned his he turned his foot into like a hammer kind of thing. Yeah, the stomp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do like the new suit. It looks badass. Uh, very slim fitting. It looks more like a regular suit, but just you know, armor. Yeah. I, I really like the Doctor Strange and Iron Man mix. I think that really works. Like, when they first met each other, it's kind of like, uh, they're like, oh, what the hell is this? What, who are you? I think that was a really good moment because a, a lot of these characters never really met each other. I mean, they all have different timelines and everything, but this is pretty much where they meet. Yeah, to some extent, they can only, they can only have so much crossover. Mm-hmm. And with so many characters in this plot, I think they did a really good job trying to balance everything out evenly. So really quick, uh, I, I like to follow like I like to follow like these like Twitter and Instagram accounts that do like the facts or random facts or whatever. Mm-hmm. I follow one on Instagram called Marvelous Facts, and they've been doing this like the Infinity War stuff. There's one where they have a quote from Robert Downey Jr. saying, "You know what? I hate to say it. I'm sorry, Mark Ruffalo." The science bro thing is over. It's now about the batch. The and batch. The batch. It's Tony Stark and uh, Doctor Doctor Strange uh, combo. Yeah. <laughs> the bat. The batch. The batch. Cumber batch. Yeah. Which I mean, they were a really good combination. One's very. That's kind of like the old comedy style. One's the straight man. One's the 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 comedy. Yeah, but it, I think it really all comes down to no shit, Sherlock. Uh, I get it. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Bravo, sir. Bravo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's see here. So we get to see the Hulk crashes in through the roof, and they start encountering the aliens for the first time on Earth. Yeah. So uh, I guess the Hulk can't really get back into the Hulk because I think. The whole thing between Thanos and Hulk kind of scarred Hulk. Yeah. So that's the whole reason why he doesn't want to come out anymore because he's such a big wuss. Well, and that's the thing too. So I, I think the combination of uh, going back to Thor Ragnarok, of him going from champion of everybody to being getting your ass beat, kind of mm-hmm. crashes, kind of crashes ego a bit. Yeah. It does. Which kind, which gives you a little bit more depth to the Hulk. But also, I'm a little bit annoyed that uh, Tony had a chance to do a erectile dysfunction joke and he didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. It's well, probably in the bloopers or something. I'm sure because there's some point where like Tony's like, you know, Mark Ruffalo is trying to transform into the Hulk. You can't do it, and Tony's like, "Come on, come, come let the little guy out. Come on, <laughs> or let the big guy out." I'm like, "God damn it, dude! Really? You couldn't finish the joke?" All right, so that whole scene with uh, you know them teleporting stuff around that was pretty neat. Uh, you get to really see a lot of more uh, crazy stuff going on because I mean, in Doctor Strange uh, movie, we got to see a whole lot of really weird shit going on, but we didn't really see it 
being used in a way where you know it's i don't know i i was waiting for it because i mean in, in the doctor strange movie they would go to alternate dimensions to fight out stuff yeah and in this one they didn't do it and i'm kind of happy they didn't because i got a little motion sickness from doctor strange <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a, a big 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 crazy oh and nothing too this is the scene that introduces spider-man to the mix oh yeah that, that was pretty neat yeah so <laughs> I, I just like how tony's realization that uh wizards exist yeah i know it's Pro- funny protect the wizard from the spaceman <laughs> <laughs> that was funny that was hilarious is there anything with the scene or should we go to space uh we should go to space so uh i guess uh what happens is uh one of Th- i don't even know what that guy's name is the the bad guy that serves under uh thanos I couldn't keep track of the names either. And yeah. I know just, just size probably knows them back at 10. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, I forgot one thing before we leave New York and go into space. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if anybody's called that number that was on Tony's phone. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they, sh- they showed it once. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. And then they closed. And I'm like, oh, damn it. I didn't see it. But they left it on screen for a while. Yeah, it's an actual number. Like, it's not an actual- 555. Yeah, it's an actual number. It was like six. Six seven eight or six seven eight something something something, um, and then they showed it again later on. I'm like, damn it! Like they probably teased it once and they gave the audience another chance. But I've been looking around and I haven't been able to find anybody that has the full number or that has tried to call it. Yeah, but I'm curious. I'm curious to see what that what kind of it's Easter probably, egg that is. It probably you get a million dollars or something. No, and that's the thing too is like people people would have a head start. Yeah, you you people <laughs> you people on the East Coast. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Tony tells uh, Peter Parker to protect the, the space or protect the wizard. And that takes him into space. Iron Man finishes the fight down below and flies up to the spaceship. Tries to save Spider-Man because he's running out of breath and puts this amazingly crazy suit onto Spider-Man. Yeah, the Iron Spider suit. Yeah, the Iron Spider suit is so cool i don't even know what to say like when the spider legs popped out oh it didn't surprise, it didn't surprise peter yeah the, the dude i i think some guy in the theater basically said oh my god i just wet my pants oh everybody was freaking flipping out when the legs <laughs> came out it's so cool looking dude because i think everybody thought just the suit itself looked cool but when they actually threw in the robotic legs Mm-hmm. everybody got excited about it yeah um at the end of homecoming i know they showed the suit but did they show the the legs sticking out the back no huh no 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 that okay. i think that's uh inside of the suit it just expands uh, uh accordingly but uh yeah this scene is so cool because we got to see the suit but uh once they're inside i think um uh the aliens reference is so bomb dude it oh my kinda, god yeah so similar to the civil war scene when he was referencing the empire strikes back yeah so so i have an idea what is it have you ever seen this really old movie called aliens Tony yeah. gives him a look <laughs> yeah it's funny because uh, i was thinking back to when we were watching aliens i'm like what scene is he gonna do this time i was thinking like is there an exoskeleton or is, is tony suit gonna transform or something no yeah <laughs> they did the is that the first aliens? Yeah, first aliens. Okay. They blew a hole in the spaceship and flung the alien out. And not the best battle I was expecting, but still funny ending. Yeah, and I think it totally shocked a lot of people because uh, they weren't expecting that one to be on the way. Oh, so something about something about uh, Tom Holland. Uh, the funny thing is, I've been seeing facts about that they purposely never mentioned to him who his character is fighting in the dialogue when the, he's reading dialogue because uh-huh. he's notorious for giving away spoilers oh yeah and there'd be scenes where he's fighting somebody he doesn't even know what it is yep. all he knows is it's a really bad character yeah he doesn't know who it is or wh- what's going on mm-hmm. um actually all these all the actors except for benedict cumberbatch never saw the full script you know what's funny Benedict Cumberbatch also got a, f- a fake script. Oh, did, okay. I thought I thought he was the only one I actually got to see the full one. No, he 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 
got a chance to read the whole second script. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, but like the other characters, and it makes sense because uh, when that fact came out, it was before the movie came out. Mm-hmm. And people were kind of like, well, how can they, how can the characters not know, or how can they act without knowing, without seeing the full script? Yeah. But the way the scene is set up, where or the movie set up where there's different factions fighting in different areas, it makes sense that the characters wouldn't even interact with each other. Yeah. The people fighting on Earth didn't know what the people fighting in space were doing. Yeah, and there was a lot of scenes where um, uh, Tom Holland didn't even act with most of the characters. Yeah, he's independent. Yeah, he's just looking at uh, tennis balls. Yeah. So, going to... Uh, so, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to... Uh, is Wakanda. It right, oh, I'd go to Wakanda. Wakanda? All right, let's go Wakanda. Yeah, so... Uh, actually, yeah, Ireland. My bad. Yeah. Uh, I I guess uh, we see Scarlet Witch with uh, Vision. Yep. And there was a really big thing I noticed. It's Scarlet famous. Witch. Scarlet Witch learned how to speak English perfectly now. <laughs> I thought I was the only one that noticed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't have an accent anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing she got sick of trying to do uh do this such bad Russian accent that she just got rid of it. Cause she was inconsistent, and if you watch yeah. uh, Age of Ultron, was uh, what other was she, she was in Age of Ultron? Was was she in the oh Civil War? Yeah, uh, Captain America Civil War. And Civil War, she didn't have a consistent accent. One one scene she would she would have the accent. Another scene she wouldn't have an accent. Yeah, so I guess uh, over time she uh, spoke to Vision so much in British that uh, it kind of balanced it out. I don't know. I that or the Russo brothers said, "Don't stop, stop talking. Just stop, start talking normally, please. Stop it." Yeah, but other than that, dude, I think she really shined in this movie. She played a really big part in the whole battle scene. Yeah, dude, and it's just funny that. The vision went from this almost seemingly seemingly indestructible character, especially seeing him fight in Civil War, to somebody just get his ass handed to him several times. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that's when we see you know, of course he has one of the stones in his head, which we've known for a while. Uh so he becomes a target, and this introduces Captain America and his uh faithful sidekicks. Yeah, which is uh falcon and black widow so what do you think of black widow's new hair do you, uh, miss, do you like the blonde or do you miss the redhead i i, I miss the classic redhead but uh i mean this makes more sense because she's running all the time and shorter hair get, sense. yeah you, you can't have hair all over your face while you're running yeah no that makes sense <laughs> um also yeah. i kind of like it more but i think that's because scarlet usually rocks like either light brown hair or blonde or light brown hair or blonde hair. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I kind of like her more that way. Yeah. It really fits her in that, uh, that suit that she's wearing. Yeah. So did you like, uh, Captain rocking his new beard? Yeah. I think, uh, everybody loved it. I mean, everybody was clapping when they really saw his face lit up in the shadows. Oh, not even that. Like just from the silhouette, people started clapping. Just like, <laughs> like they knew who it was. Yeah. All right. So I guess uh, we can't really talk about much because it's just action scene. Well, for that one, yeah. So they yeah. got their ass handed to them. Yeah. And if only we knew the monsters there. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's go back into space with the guardians interacting with Thor. They uh they found they ran into him, literally. Yep. yep. Uh, I had to take him off the windshield because he was uh, smearing all over the place. So that was the scene that they previewed at Comic-Con, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that's not worth it. <laughs> Although I will say this is when all the girls in the audience started whistling. Because uh, they showed uh, essentially Thor being, being uh, groped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Uh, but yeah, no, Drax was freaking hilarious uh, with his commentary. Mm-hmm. He's all, uh, what was his name? Um, uh, Star Lord is kind of like, 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 uh, like, what? Dude, he's, he's just a dude. He's, he's just a dude. 
Drax is like, no, you're a dude. He's a man. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of like some some angel pirate. <laughs> uh, like muscles. Uh, and I do like how they uh, when when Thor eventually woke up and started talking, uh, Chris Pratt's character tried to imitate him, try to talk deeper voice with an accent. Hey, I'll tell you what. I I think the Russo brothers did a really good job of keeping every single movie reference uh, of each character to have that same tone. Like when we first got into that scene of the Guardians, we it felt like James Gunn's movie. Yes. Yeah, you're right. And and James Gunn's movie and also uh, who directed... Well, okay, and I, I know the name of the person. I just don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, uh, Taita, Taika Watiti. Uh, I'll go Tai. Uh, Taika. Uh, Taika. Uh, I think that scene right there with Chris Pratt and Thor was a perfect little sample of the dialogue from Thor Ragnarok. Like that comedy back and forth. Yeah, I think so. So it was a good little blend. Uh, again, all this is still just introducing the characters. And the funny thing is, it's probably like an hour into the movie. <laughs> yeah i know (laughs) uh so this pretty much just shows the guardians splitting up each one their own way uh the next step is they go to nowhere nowhere yeah nowhere where uh, the collector's collection is and this is where we run into our next death yeah i'm curious to what happened to the collector did he get killed by thanos did he escape uh, I mean, all we saw there was just fire. I think I think everybody died, and, I, and that was his way. Because uh, before he, the, Thanos showed the real reality, you see uh, Benicio del Toro in the background waving goodbye. Yeah. So I really think that that's when everybody died. Um, I thought that's when Trax and uh, uh, Mantis died. <laughs> yeah. It, Interestingly, it's a pretty big reference to um, the comic book scene where Thanos did some really weird shit like that. But it was to um, some of his minions or something like that. Yeah. No, but yeah, that's when you start to see the power that Thanos is getting. You know, he can alter real. He can alter reality now with the Red Stone. Yeah, kind of similar to what um, Doctor Strange can do. Mm, yeah you're right with altered dimensions mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah so this is it's just it, it, you start to see the, like the more emotional connection you know you know you've already lost a collector who again wasn't really a big character but was still a very popular character with fans mm-hmm. and i think he's is, he's probably more important in other movies in the future because i know there's a whole lot more that we we're gonna see of uh the collector because uh, his role seems like it's so little, but I think it's going to be very important. Because if you think about it, we're we are going to head to more of a a space um, thing going on after Phase Four of Marvel. Yeah, what was the quote that Marvel's become more galactic or more? Uh... Yeah, it's going to be more stuff going on in space because there's going to be more different stories of different characters and universes and stuff. So, so before we leave, before we leave nowhere, did you really think that Chris Pratt was going to shoot? Uh, I knew that he was going to keep his word because, you know, he really loved her and he really wanted to respect her and, you know, give her what she wanted. But them bubbles, man. Yeah. Them <laughs> bubbles. I, what, what is what, what is up with Thanos and bubbles? I don't know. And that's the thing. Like, the first time it happened, I was kind of like, oh, that's a nice little, like... I I, th- I took it as more of a aha uh-huh, you're like you're so powerless I'm making you shoot bubbles, but it became very common. <laughs> like that yeah, was always and I'm like, hey, what is this guy so bubbly about? You know? Oh uh, wow. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, there's there's another scene where he uses it. And I was like, oh, more more bubbles. Okay, okay. Yeah. More, I guess he's sticking with bubbles. Well, That's okay. The- so how how do you feel about the whole uh, scene between uh, uh, Thanos and Gamora? Do you think? Um, we got to get more of a glimpse of how important uh, Gamora is to him. Oh, the flashback? The flashback and, you know, the the whole relationship between the two of them. See, I thought that was kind of forced because I didn't see a connection. Uh, he, he just kidnapped her. 
and gave I, her a po- gave her a pocket knife. Yeah, I saw a connection because I've seen the old movies. Where oh, she okay. she does mention a whole lot about him because she served under him, and there was a whole like thing where um, Thanos favored her over Nebula, and the cool. only reason why Nebula is uh, uh, more uh, jealous of of uh, Gamora is because you know. Well, he favored Gamora because she kept winning the fights between her and Nebula. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, no, but I'm saying like the the childhood scene, I really didn't see. It, it was nice that they they showed Gamora's past because that's always been kind of a mystery. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really show that why Thanos either chose her or liked her. Because she said, "Oh, you're a strong fighter." Like she wasn't fighting. <laughs> like when did you see her fighting? I think there was a whole part to that, but I guess uh, they didn't really show much because probably didn't really. Uh, I, I I think they just didn't want to make the movie longer than it should be. Probably, I'm sure that got chopped out. Yeah. All right. So do you, which okay, we have a fight going on, on the Earth. We have a fight going on uh, on on Titan, which is a Thanos's home planet, and we're gonna have a fight going on in. Or we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have Gamora and Thanos on another planet. Uh, I feel like we're playing D and D right now, uh, making choices. Roll. Which do you want to go? It's a, uh, it's, a, it's a choose your own adventure book. I don't know. I, I I probably need to roll a critical or something. Which one would that be for? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, probably okay, well, well, light it's a, speed is somewhere. All right. So it's a small scene. So let's go with the where the Soul Stone is, uh, where we first see an old friend. Very old friend, one of the first villains of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, dude, it it was such a big, big wow, big surprise. I mean, uh, we couldn't really tell what was going on uh, on this planet, but uh, before going into this movie, I, I was I have I have a jacket that has Captain Captain America kicking uh, uh, Red Skull's butt. And I was gonna wear that, but I left it in the car. Anyways, we got to see Red Skull, which is insane, which is crazy, and we're like, "How did he get there?" Well, and that's the thing. There's always been a rumor that he was never killed. He was teleported when he grabbed the Tesseract in the first yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then nobody's ever mentioned him again to the point where people started spreading rumors that Thanos was the Red Skull in one way or another. So Weird. I think maybe maybe they brought Red Skull back just to kind of show they're not the same person. Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it kind of makes sense because it, it, it teleported him to the Soul Stone because uh, uh, it, it shows him that he doesn't have what it takes to get the stone. But, um, you know, I guess he was the only person that was able to, you know, be there to protect it. And that which, was his sole which purpose. Who, which who, ah, sole purpose. I get it. Yeah. Uh, no, but I'm like, who who made that decision? Like, that's the part I didn't get. I'm like, so who gave him this information? Who chose him? Like, kind of thing. Uh, no, when they first introduced him and they were talking to Thanos and uh, Gamora, I I really thought it was going to be a Legend of Zelda moment where they said, or not Legend of Zelda, uh, Super Mario Brothers moment where it said, sorry, the stone you're looking for is in another castle. <laughs> <laughs> it's in another mountain you just need to climb uh, all the way up there yeah so there's a whole long scene about saying like he said to get the soul stone you must sacrifice the soul something you love and yeah he sacrificed G- Gamora I almost wanted it to be like Red Skull saying yeah that didn't count bro you didn't love her <laughs> yeah that's what I thought too but I guess uh some things are twisted, so I guess he really did love her, in in his own weird way. Yeah, yeah. So and we start to see, well, he gets a, he gets a stone. Uh, okay. I mean that's all, that's all there was in that scene really. It's the Red Skull Easter egg and Gamora, yet another popular character dead. All right, so back to the battle. Uh, actually, no, not to the battle. Um, let's go to. I don't know what that planet is called or whatever that ring is called. The ring. Yeah, the the, the they call oh, it the some ship? type of ring. The, the ship. 
yeah, some kind of rings where um they use the star to forge. Oh, stuff oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the dying star where they forged Thor's original hammer. Yeah, so we got to see Peter Dinklage, uh, who plays a, a dwarf, a giant dwarf. Yeah. And uh, I guess they, that's where they forge uh, Mjolnir. Mjolnir? 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 Mjolnir. 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 Yeah. It's, kind of, it's almost like me near Mjolnir. Yeah. So I guess that's where they forge all of the king's uh, weapons and all of the epic weapons, I guess. I mean, free energy. Yeah, and I guess that's where they made the gauntlet glove. Yeah. Uh, the, the, they made the gauntlet, they made Thor's original hammer. Um, also, <laughs> I spent a good two minutes arguing with Juliet because she said, how can he be a dwarf, or why do they keep calling him a dwarf when he's the tallest one? I'm like, it's relative. <laughs> like <laughs> Humans are not the, the standard for size. Like Just because something's tall enough does not make a giant. Yeah, uh, but but also kind of funny that pr- probably one of the few times that Peter Dinklage is the tallest character in the the scene. Yeah, <laughs> and let me tell you what I think: Thor, Rocket, and Groot is probably one of the best. Oh my uh, god! Yes, dude. it's so, so many cool. great lines. Uh, yeah. that that part where he has to uh, sac- uh kind of open the open the gate for the forge to 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 heat the the metal. Yeah, I was like. He's all, he's all, like the only way to do it is to open the iris from the from the from the opening, and he goes, "That's fine, I'll do it." Oh no, you'll be killed! I'll only be killed if I die. Y- yeah, that's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Again, um, again, another like kind of Thor Ragnarok humor. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's funny uh, when you know Rocket was on the ship with uh, Thor. And uh, he's trying to, you know, cheer up Thor, and Thor's saying, "Oh yeah, well, I just lost everything." And then Rocket's like, yeah, "You didn't lose everything. You even lost your brother." And he's like, uh, "Yeah, I lost my brother." And then just like, you know, worst thing, worst case possible, you know, he's yeah, in... his, yeah, his his dad his dad died. His brother just got killed by Thanos. Uh, his sister had to be killed. Uh, his best friend was brutally murdered. <laughs> yeah, and then Rocket's like, uh, okay, I got nothing to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, and then you got Groot in the little corner playing, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Galaga? Uh, was it Gal- yeah, I kinda, no, I, Space I, Invaders. I don't know. It, it was an old 80s handheld. Um, yeah, Space I Invaders. I yeah, I can't remember which one it was, but that's little teenage Groot, which, what did you think of teenage Groot? <laughs> I thought he was pretty funny. Uh, I forgot that Groot doesn't say anything except "I am Groot" until he started talking. But yeah. I like the I like the little surprise that uh that Thor knows how to speak Twig. Yeah, he said there was a library that taught him everything. Yeah, he's just like, oh, well, it's a, it's, no, it was an elective that he had to take. <laughs> yeah, well, he he's fifteen hundred years old, so ah, it looks great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he gets axe and the handle was a special gift from Groot. Oh yeah, so basically, uh, uh, Groot finished the hammer axe, well, hammer axe, which they call Stormbreaker. That's a little. That's a little much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I thought that was a pretty good, uh, epic uh, looking hammer. I mean, yeah, it looked badass, but also looked uh, very natural with the wood handle. Yeah, very, very, very nice touch. Yeah. All right, so let's get into the main battle on Titan, where we finally see an explanation of uh, Thanos' background. Yes. And this is kind of foreshadows what's to come. Uh, and this is why I say that it, it was half the people. So, and then the Russo brothers have kind of to say that this movie is going to be more of an origin story for Thanos because you're gonna get really get to see his motivation and understand him more. Yeah, I, I uh, believe this whole movie was basically his origin story. Yes, it was. Um, mm-hmm. So the whole background with Thanos is uh, he grew up on a planet called Titan. Uh, as people were very advanced, uh, but they overpopulated. It was very mm-hmm. popular. Uh, the, their planet was low on resources. They had too many people. So he proposed. 
um, randomly killing one of every uh, every other person. So to 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 cut the population down by half, um, everybody saw him as evil, crazy, uh, sociopath, and they didn't do his plan. Everybody on this planet died except for him. So that's what I'm saying that it it foreshadowed his plan that he's gonna wipe or cut down the universe's population by half. Yeah. Uh, so this is where uh, the Guardians, uh, or half of the Guardians and Spider-Man, Doctor Strange and Iron Man fight it out uh, with, with Thanos. Uh, oh, forgot one part. Uh, where Doctor Strange is doing his weird little time thing. Oh, yeah. Part? Yeah, yeah. Where, where he's uh, trying to figure out uh, the... The final outcome? Yeah. And he said, I saw over, uh, I can't remember the exact number, I think like a million five hundred variations. Uh-huh. But there's the only future. one. And there's only one. Yeah. And I, I believe this is the one where, well, we're going ahead of ourselves. No, this is the fight. This that, That's the that's where the fight happens. So, um, yeah, I, I agree. I think this is the part where the, he's trying to align everything to that one scenario which he says is the only way they win yeah which they don't well remember he's okay so his exact quote is we only out of a million five hundred possibilities there's only one where we win uh later on after fighting thanos and everybody getting their ass thoroughly handed to them uh he met, he gives thanos the time stone to save tony yeah and also he says there's no other way no, he says that we're in the end game. So I think was he saw the the last very the one possibility where they win. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows Tony has to be part of it, so he had to save Tony, and Ed, regardless, Stanos would have gotten the the time stone. It was just a matter if he was going to get the time stone after he killed everybody on that planet, or if he could save Tony and some of the other ones. By sacrificing the time stone. Yeah. So that's the saying. I think that was calculated. Uh, that explains why he did such a stupid thing and just handed the stone. Uh, so very heavy scene. Uh, also, kind of funny seeing uh, uh, Spider-Man having fun with uh, Doctor Strange's powers. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. I like that. Magic. Yeah. Magic. Magic. Magic with a kick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is where you'll see uh, Tony showing off his suit's new powers, where he can transform his foot into a giant hammer and stomp people down hard. Uh, there's another one where he combines both his fists, right, like to make a a can or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing I thought that was kind of stupid was you know um, where they kind of got Thanos in the area where they're able to get the glove off of him. Oh, Star Lord. Yeah, Star-Lord fucks it up, and I think that that part was like kind of like, really? Come on, dude. We just needed like five more seconds or something, you know? Yeah. Maybe like ten seconds, but... Yeah, like, if you gave him five more seconds, you would have you gotten the glove off his hand, and you probably would have been able to kick his ass then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, I guess, you know, he kind of has that same sympathy when, when, uh, his, uh, when Iron Man's uh, best friend died. Well, well, not really die, but like almost died. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, I think that just leaves us the last scene, the last battle scene. Yeah. So, dude, Wakanda battle is probably one of the coolest battles by far. No? It's a massive battle, dude. That's yeah, insane. massive battle. And I think this is the first time we, we actually get to see the, the whole Wakanda going against like a whole big army. Yeah, Wakanda's all the tribes of Wakanda are united to get to fight. Um, again, Thor's I mean not Thor. Uh, Hulk is having uh, performance issues, mm-hmm. so he he himself is in the Hulkbuster suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vision is trying to get his get the the stone extracted, but yeah, it's one epic battle scene with those uh, they called space dogs. I forgot who yeah. said them. <laughs> yeah, and, and here's the thing: I think the reason why. Um... Hulk, the reason why they chose not to have the Hulk come out and just fight everybody, because you know, of course, he's 
he's going to beat the whole entire army by himself. So I, I think it was better for him not to show up because um, it gave more time for other characters to shine. Yeah, and I think this is kind of like the classic uh, hero's arc mm-hmm. where like he starts off strong and then something happens to make him less powerful and he has to learn a lesson to gain his strength back. I think this is going to be the Hulk's arc throughout this movie and then the next Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Right now he's at the he's at his weakest, but it shows that you know Bruce Banner is still able to kick ass. Oh yeah, <laughs> without Hulk, without Hulk, he even yeah. says, "I'll do it my damn self." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. The scene, as fun as it is, and as much action as there is, I don't think it's it, it's really crazy until Thor and Rocket show up. Yeah, dude. I the whole theater erupted. Oh my god! This is this is when Juliet was like slapping my shoulder like oh my god oh my god God, i know who it is i know who it is (laughs) (laughs) dude that that hammer that new hammer is so badass uh i i don't even know what to say it's it's insane and i i love how we get to see rocket just happily killing a bunch of aliens well he met his new buddy yeah i know (laughs) uh winter soldier or white wolf however you call him yeah he's like how much for that arm no for that gun yeah how much for the gun not for sale what about the arm? Walks away. I'm going to get that arm. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, so yeah, Thor shows up. That's the most fun of it. Uh, there are some weird kind of weapons and uh, those dogs. But other than that, it's it's a nice little battle. Just uh, I think this is what every kid imagines when he has like his action figures. Yeah. It's like one big epic battle with his heroes fighting. Yeah, I, I thought uh, Groot was pretty cool too. That's the thing. I think Groot and Thor would have handled the whole army by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> but he did stick to my theory about the different versions of Groot. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, you know, the the big Groot being the Titan. Little mm-hmm. Sprout Groot being like just the kind of like the the inspiration of the healer. And then the average Groot being more of the balanced fighter. Yeah. All right. Let's get to Thanos showing up. Yeah. Thanos shows up. Uh, the crystal... The stone, the Yellowstone. Yeah, Mindstone. Mindstone gets uh, blown up, and then everything just goes back in time because Thanos has that power to go back in time because of the time stone, and gets the other stone. Now he has everything. And okay. then Thor, dude, I really thought that Thor was gonna kill Thanos that easily. Oh, uh-huh. pause it there for a second. Yeah. Uh, back when the uh, Thor uh, Thanos got the Mind Stone, what was everybody's reaction when he grabbed it? You're like, <gasps> okay, I'll put it this way: there were somebody or a, a few people in the theater that kind of like jumped back, saying, "Oh shit!" Because <laughs> <laughs> he because he he pretty much imploded uh, Vision's skull. Yep. Yeah, I think that's the most graphic scene in any MCU movie. Yeah, they they got really dark, but I mean that's the the only thing that they needed to do to make him that bad. Yeah, I mean I didn't mind it. That's the thing. Vision as as a as a much like uh, Paul Bettany, he was never really that much of a a favorite favorited character or mm-hmm. or, or one that had a lot of. A spotlight shone on him um but yeah okay so sorry to interrupt but yes uh thor shows up and plunges that axe right into thanos's chest yeah and i really thought it was gonna kill him like uh how easy it was to kill ultron i forgot about that <laughs> yeah that 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 killing scene where ultron dies was so so lame yeah uh yeah so yeah, it's everybody thinks that you know it's over. Uh, Thor or Thor showed up, saved the day, and that's when Thanos kind of whispers into his ear, "You should have aimed for my head." Yep. Which, to be fair, either head or he could have aimed for the arm, chopped off the arm. Yeah. Did you understand that scene where he flashes back to childhood Gamora? Yeah, uh, she basically says. Uh, was it worth it all? Uh, what what did he have to do uh, to get to where he was? 
how much did he have to sacrifice? Sacrifice. But and uh, okay, so from what I read, from what I've seen, is that in the comics, after he wipes out everything, he goes back to the his uh, uh, simple ways of being a farmer. He he lived on a ranch and just basically farmed. Yeah, he, the, the final scene is him coming out of like a little hut kind of thing mm-hmm. and watching the sunset, which he promised he was going to do after he saved the universe. Yeah, but did he really save the universe? And, and that's where the movie ends. <laughs> in his own twisted way. Yeah, um, yeah and, and and again, this is where the other half of the Avengers just die. Yeah, uh, all of them starts getting wiped out. One by one by one by one. And do you think it's a random thing? Or do you think like... You mean story? You mean uh, production-wise or like within the story? I have no idea. I, I, there's so many questions at this point, really. So I think uh, story-wise, like within the story, they'll justify it as it's random. Um, because this goes back to Thanos' original plan on Titan where he said the only way to save his planet is to randomly kill one of every other uh person on his planet yeah i think it's the exact same plan he just killed one of every other living being in the universe yeah and i think this is the first time i've ever experienced this but in the movie theater every time a character goes away all you hear is oh no and then they did they did like these like weird moments where like they teased you like they show two characters, like Black Panther and uh, I forgot what her, what his, uh, his guard, his royal guard is called, or her name is. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a point where like they're helping each other. They have their arms interlocked, and you know one of them's gonna disappear. You see the hands start to dissolve. You still can't tell who it is, and then slowly Black Panther disappears. Yeah. And they did that throughout the whole scene. And then oh my god, dude, that dramatic scene with Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the theater was like in disbelief. Yeah, I think they timed it pretty well, dude. Because uh, the first couple of characters are like, "Oh, okay," and then the more it goes, you're like, "Oh no," and you're like, "Oh, which one? Which person is it this time?" And then it keeps going one after the other. And yeah, of course, the Spider-Man was pretty much like you know this kid. Yeah, it's, it's, wants to be a kid. He he doesn't want to die. Well, he, yeah, he didn't want to die. He's a kid. He, he gave it his all. He, he, it's almost like as much as he wanted to live, he also felt bad for letting down Tony. Yeah. Like, he's like, I tried. I, I don't want to die. I don't want to. And then he just disappeared. Like, that was dark, dude. Like, the fact that Marvel would kill off, even temp- even if it's temporarily, kill off a kid like that. Yeah. This uh, is insane. I, I don't even know how they're going to follow up with this. This this is crazy. I really think it's going to turn out where they're able to bring back some of the characters by some magic or whatever. Yeah, we already know Black Panther is coming back. Because there's going to be another Black Panther. We already know there's going to be another Spider-Man. Uh, you know? Yeah. We already know there's going to be another Doctor Strange. Hopefully. Yeah, um, so I, I, I think that, you know, the souls are stuck in the, in the, the soul stone. Yeah. Uh, once that's destroyed, then someone might come back. But then, whatever reason, they might either die or resign as superheroes in the next Avengers movie. Yeah, I think Gamora is gone for sure. Well, and that's the thing. I think the characters that died before the last scene, they're mm-hmm. gone. So Loki's gone. Loki's gone. Heimdall's Gamora. gone. Gamora's mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? There's another one. I can't think of the top of my but yeah, like the, those are gone. It's, it's the ones that died at the last scene are that are they're up for grabs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the end credit scene, which it's been a while since they've only done one. Yeah. Uh, it's again the, the Nick Fury and uh, Agent. Oh, I forgot her name. Uh, the girl from How I Met Your Mother. Toby uh, Schmulders. I don't know, but I can't remember her, her character's name. Uh, so they're in the car together. They're it looks like they're still they're still agents. They're doing so they're still active in one way or another. Uh, they start seeing people 
the accidents happen, helicopter crashing, then they start to realize people are disappearing or turning to ash. Uh, that's when uh, Kobe Smulders' character disappears. Nick Fury tries to call somebody before he dies. Which, by the way, I love his line before he dies. Yeah. Oh, mother... <laughs> And what so, do you see? What do you see on the screen, Anton? You see Captain Marvel. Well, Captain Marvel's logo. Yeah, it's uh, basically a pager. It looks like a, a, well, a, it's a decked out pager. I was like, it's a pager with at least three different colors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess that's gonna be the next. Is that is that the ne- next one in the lineup, or what's the next? No, no. One? So there's uh, Ant Man and Wasp. Oh, that's which... right. That's right. Which uh, they kind of reference in this movie by saying, oh, they're like, oh, where's Ant-Man? And they're like, oh, yeah, he's on a house arrest. So, yeah, we, we don't really need him right now. So I guess that's what happened. And uh, during that time when uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, the whole story. So I guess uh, right after Ant-Man and the Wasp, they'll probably join the Avengers in the next one. But after uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp is Captain Marvel. Which I really hope that uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp become a bigger part of the next Avengers group. Because they were a big part in the comic books for the Avengers. I think for sure because uh, they're going to need more heroes. So next Avengers, I mean next Avengers, the new group of Avengers is going to be what? Uh, Black Panther, kind of Black Panther, Black Panther, uh, Ant-Man, the Wasp, Spider-Man. Black Panther, he's not in it. The next Avengers? Yeah, Black Panther's gone. He didn't... Well, okay. But I'm saying, though, the, like, the the next Avengers group that's going to continue the cinematic universe. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So it's insane. Black, uh, Ant-Man, the Wasp, Spider-Man, Black Panther. Uh, who else are going to introduce? Or who else are they going to keep? There, there's a whole bunch of other ones that they haven't really announced. It just says Untitled. Okay. Yeah. So you don't, you don't think there's going to be anybody else from the groups we've seen so far? Uh, there might be a couple of them, but, uh, um, yeah, it's really hard to say at this point. Yeah. Did they ever explain what happened to Hawkeye? <laughs> oh yeah. He's with his family, I think, but he, I think he'll, he'll, he'll be in the next one for sure. I was like, cause they didn't mention him in the movie. Yeah. I decided to hear him. All right, Anton. Uh, anything else that we missed? Oh yeah. A lot. Uh, we have to keep going. All right. Let's keep going. <laughs> um, um, I, I really okay. Well, first off, I really did think that the end credit scene was simply going to be them announcing the next movie, the the the, the next Avengers movie title. Hmm. I thought that was that's where I was gonna go. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, it kind of tells us who might be the only one that can save the day. Captain Marvel. Let's say that's another one for the next Avengers movie, the next Avengers group. Um, but so her movie's coming out next year in March, and uh, the next Avengers movie will be it's coming out in May again. So uh, two months away. But I think that is such a good follow up because uh, Captain Marvel will take place in the nineties, and then I guess she's gonna roll up straight into. Um, coming back to save the world and from what uh, Kevin Feige said uh-huh. is that she is going to be the most powerful character out of the whole Marvel universe I can see that easily um, yeah and I guess there's a, a bunch of different uh, renditions of her um, or his powers because there's Captain Marvel female and male version mm-hmm. and there's somewhere uh, Captain Marvel could fly, could shoot stuff. I don't know. Just a bunch of crazy so when, stuff. So we're still need to find out what, what her powers are going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there, there might be... Uh, the rumor is that the next Avengers movie is not going to take place right after this one. It's going to take place a couple years in the future. Because it says... Uh, the, another one of the facts I've seen is... It's been reported that a 16-year-old actress has been cast as Ant-Man's daughter adding to the rumor that there might be a time jump between Infinity War and Avengers 4. Which I don't really see that as confirmation that there's a time jump. It could just mean that Ant-Man knocks somebody up and then he runs into her. Uh-huh. But I can... I, I, I'd be interested to see if there's a big time jump. Interesting. 
and that might be a good way to keep uh tom uh what's his name holland mm-hmm. uh young because like everyone's got older but since he was technically quote unquote dead he's still the same age I don't know. I think he needs to go back to. I, I think everything's going to reset to what it was before, because I mean, there's still a whole lot of stuff that needs to happen. Like he needs to finish school and he needs to do a, a bunch of other stuff because uh, this the new Spider-Man movie is called uh, Spider-Man Academy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm curious how it's going to line up with the adventures. That has to take place. Well, it can't take place in the past. No, no, it takes place right a- a- after the Avengers movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's it, right? Yeah. Me... There's so much stuff to cover, but uh, I-, I just want to watch Captain Marvel now. I want to know what's going to happen. Uh, that's a stupid little teaser. Yeah. All right, Anton. Uh, I think that's it for the 2OC. I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. For Wakanda. For Wakanda. <laughs> Later. All they wanted was a Starbucks. (laughs) (laughs) Or the Olympics.